When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome into this edition of the Steelers Q&A. We're back on Sunday nights and we're back on Sunday nights for the foreseeable future because, unfortunately, the Pittsburgh Steelers season has come to a close. The last time we talked on this podcast, it was a Saturday morning. Hopes were high. The game had not yet been changed to Monday. I mean, there were so many things that we were expecting the last time we talked on this show uh, that uh, did not come to fruition. But one thing that, um, you know, maybe many Steelers fans saw coming was this team not quite being there yet and uh, not quite being able to hang with the Buffalo Bills. That is, in fact, how it played out. Um, and uh, so this being the first episode after the Steelers are officially in offseason mode, I've got a special, special guest with me for this episode of the Steelers Sunday night Q&A. It's my good friend, Maddie Peverell. Maddie, welcome in. The touchdown under. Right? <laughs> How are you mate? doing? I'm good. I'm good. Wild end to a wild season. So let's bring on a wild off season, eh? It's going to be a wild one. And, um, you know, we were talking pre-show that we're kind of excited about that, right? Bring on some of the chaos a little bit because it's different and it's, it's new for Pittsburgh Steelers nation. And when you're talking about anything from offensive coordinator to quarterback to the defense, I mean, you know, you we could we could dive in, uh, and you're a big draft guy, Maddie. So I know you're yeah. already well well into that. <laughs> we could dive into a litany of players that could help this team um, across the board on offense, defense, wherever you want to go. 
But I think the biggest talking point right now is where do you start if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers? And I know the offensive coordinator search has to get underway here. Um, is that where you start or, or where are you evaluating this, Maddie, just from a, a, a Steelers perspective? If you're in that building, where are you starting with this offseason to make sure that you take the next step in 2024? Yeah, so um, it's not a long time between now and the Senior Bowl. I think you will the first domino to fall, Mike Tomlin extension. I said last week on some shows I did on my channel around um, Mike Tomlin, I think he'll sign minimum three-year deal. That allows you to then go get an OC and say, hey, we're going to sign you and your staff to a three-year deal, which is important because then if that staff ever gets moved on or Tomlin gets moved on, they get paid out their three years. You want that assurity in the, in the NFL, right? It's a business. So the other thing, you need that to happen quickly. Like it's not going to happen in April because – you need to evaluate a draft class and you need to evaluate, evaluate the free agents that you've got on your roster. It still has got 18 plus there's five or six guys that I think they should move on to save like 40 million in cap. You've got to make those decisions with your OC in mind. You can't make those decisions before the OC comes in or you're making sure that the, the first year of the OC is a lame duck year, right? So yeah. from my perspective, first domino is Tomlin, second domino is OC, and then you go about and work out what who are the free agents you're bringing back because for every free agent you don't bring back, you've either got to find another one, which can be expensive, or you've got to fill that hole with the, with the draft. Yep. Yeah, and the Steelers, for for all of their uh, good things uh, that, that we can look at with this offseason as far as, you know, there's going to be a fresh take on this offense. And you've got – you're going to have some some money to work with. It's not like you're the Washington Commanders where you've got – the the whole 200 uh, $200 million dollars in cap space sitting on your table ready to pay out to a bunch of people you're going to have to to play play it safe with a few of these things you're going to have to uh, take into consideration all of your uh, all of your assets here and uh, i think that the biggest the where i start with this is with Omar Khan mm-hmm. and my confidence in him to make the contracts work and to hand off the player about uh, the personnel evaluation to um, Andy Weedle and, and that type of that area, you know, that I expect and I anticipate that Omar Khan is going to be a driving force for success for this team moving forward, because yeah. I think his head's in the right space. He knows where his strengths are. And I think that the Steelers are going to benefit from that. So we get year two now, where Omar Khan is making all the decisions off season number two of that. And that's exciting to me, uh, Maddie is just to see, you know, what can this guy do to build off of what I think we all kind of agreed last year was, and it played out throughout the season, really an incredible draft class. And honestly, a a pretty good uh, free agency period when you consider what they had to fill and and what, how the players ended up, ended up lining up. Uh, I think of a Landon Roberts, Yep. A fantastic addition. And I think, you know, we, we talked about getting younger at linebacker. I think he's a good starting block, right? And Landon Roberts is a good piece to have in there. And you can start building around that type of piece and, yeah. you know, find you, the guy in there and let him be um, the run stuffer and, and let him play a more of a specialist role, that type of stuff. If Omar Khan nails those types of things, then you're going to see the Steelers stock start to rise a little bit faster, maybe. Uh, when you start to add in the fact that they're ditching crap on offense and kind of uploading freshness, hopefully with Mike Tallinn being able to work outside the organization, right, within yeah. the coordinator hire, 
that we can bring in something that's going to be a fresh take on offense that Steelers fans haven't seen in a while. So that is my expectation and, and one of the things I'm very interested in. I did want to bring this up here from Ryan Stanley. Thank you, Ryan, for tuning in. Thank you for, for chiming in here. You start by looking yourself in the mirror and rethinking the way you run the day-to-day business if you're Mike Tallinn. You need to be dedicated to making changes. Maddie, do you uh, do you feel that Mike Tomlin is is dedicated to the next phase, if you will, making the changes that are necessary to get over the hump? Yeah, so I noticed Steel Nation Australia in the chat, and we did a show on the week um, on Saturday, you know, in Australia, yeah. our time Friday night for you guys. And I was saying, I said the same thing to Shannon the day before. Like, I feel like Mike Tomlin is relieved. If you saw the difference between Mike Tomlin, I don't know how many people noticed the difference between him and the press conference between like the end of the Bills game and his end, and the actual yeah. end of season press conference. I think he's thrilled to get through a season where he's had a te- ton of guys be injured. They're still on this phase after Big Ben and the COVID period where the contracts went haywire and they had to do all these guys in avoidable years. I actually think it's kind of relief for it. And I think it was a new period for him getting a rookie quarterback and Kenny Pickett. He talked about that a lot on like the Pivot podcast when he was on that, at, at, um, you know, in that first year after they mm-hmm. dropped when they drafted Kenny. And so I think for Mike Tomlin, this is fun because this is traditional Steelers back backs against the wall. But now we can go out and evaluate that talent. They've taken a pun on a bunch of guys in early rounds. They know now, like, is Najee Harris coming back with a fifth year option? Probably not. Is Deontay going to be on this roster more than one year? I think they'll try and move him this offseason. Where they do, I don't find. But it's not like Deontay Johnson's going to be in Pittsburgh for another six years or something like that. So they've got to go out and find another wide receiver. Got to find someone that can complement Pickens. So I think, to answer your question, I think with, with Tomlin now, the day-to-day, he knows how to coach this team. But yeah. I think what he's realizing is that, like, he can't do it all. He needs to be able to do it and delegate. And I think... He kind of learned a tough lesson because this season, once he punted Canada, he didn't have to just delegate to the offensive coordinator, which was outside his comfort zone. He had to delegate to two guys in terms of Faulkner (laughs) and Sullivan. So he's been kind of pushed outside his comfort zone already in that. And so I kind of think, you know, we forget that, like, sometimes, you know, NFL coaches, the front office guys, they're all humans. Every human can learn and grow. This is Mike Tomlin's growth phase. And it kind of goes back to the whole thing with, like, with ben, the way Big Ben had to kind of change the way he played. If he, if Tomlin wants another Super Bowl, he can't do what he's done for the last seven, yeah. eight, nine, ten years. He's got to do something different. Like, yeah, yeah, you absolutely do. I, you know, it's yeah, and you can understand kind of the mindset there. If you when you go from very early success, correct, you you want to sustain what that was as long as you can. And I think it's gotten to the point now, and and for some Steelers fans, it's been too, it's taken too long to get to that point. But for for Mike Tomlin and and you know Art Rooney the second and and some of the, I mean, there's a lot of literally a lot of new, fairly new leadership in the Steelers mm. making big time decisions. Mike Tomlin's kind of the only standby from from the Dan Rooney years, you know, uh, making decisions on this team. There's a lot of new faces, a lot of new <laughs> thoughts coming in here. And, you know, they're, they're looking back and saying, oh, well, this is what we did to be successful. And it was, we trust our head coach to, to make, make it work. Uh, and we had a franchise quarterback and we trusted him to make it work. And we had a, a championship level defense and they're realizing, I think that that's not quite enough anymore. And so yeah. they're going to have to start doing a little more here to get that rolling. I think Mike Tomlin specifically, um, 
is is so ready for this offseason where he can remold this team. I think that that's what you saw more than anything in that press conference was kind of a, a giddy excitement in a Mike Tomlin sort of way. Yeah. If you've watched him long enough, you read that, that he's ready for this offseason. He's ready to start doing things uh, a little bit differently and ready to go. I'm, I'm down with it. Uh, I'm happy that he's back. Um, and we'll see how it turns out this year. Um, he's, he's got a lot of pressure on him as he always does, but that is something to consider here. Um, all right. We have some, some questions here. I wanted to throw this one up first, uh, from Rob, uh, Thytoff, I'm going to say, <laughs> I don't know. I'm terrible with names as it is. If it was Brown, I'd probably mispronounce it. I don't know. Uh, top needs, he says offensive line, middle linebacker corner, and then figuring out the quarterback situation. Uh, how would you order these if we're just talking strictly these needs here, Matty, going into the offseason? How would you order these? Yes, that's funny. I've been saying, I've been talking about this question the last few days as well. And you can order them priority, but how you order them priority isn't necessarily how you would order them in priority in free agency or the draft, sure. right? Like you're yes. probably like less likely to take a middle linebacker in round one unless you're really interested in the guy and you think the fifth year option, all that sort of stuff. I don't think. I don't really want to see another middle linebacker in free agency. I want a yeah. young guy, right? So for me, if they sign a middle linebacker in free agency, I'm not I'm not cool with that, right? O-line, I'm like, yeah, apart from unless it's an interior guy, it's probably a draft thing. I'm really keen on when we say O-line, I think center, but that's a second or a third round thing. It's not really yeah. a first round thing. Corner, I think I'm also a little bit the same. Like I we got gashed so much at the start of the year, like in the secondary, when we had old guys in there. I'm kind of like, I'd rather watch young guys make the mistake and learn from it than have old guys in there that you just like, these guys are like three yards off the pace. So I kind of agree with all those three spots. I do think you can get better value for your money at corner and tackle sometimes in free agency than other positions, um, sure. certainly. So I, would, I wouldn't disagree with any of those three I think I like the way that QB was kind of put to the side. Um, but middle linebacker has to be there. Cornerback has to be there. They need a center and they need a young right tackle to compete for the job. So, Right. Uh, you know, we're talking quarterback, and that's going to be a lot of the focus this offseason. Um, you know, th that's such a unique position when you're talking NFL football. And it's not just on-field production. It's how you approach finding the guy in the off season. And when you yeah. don't have the guy on your roster, then, you know, this is an every stone overturned type of, of situation. Le leave yeah. no stone unturned. Uh, when you're, when you're looking for a quarterback, you, I mean, if, if you think you can find that guy in free agency, then you're going to, you got to figure that out and you got to try to make that work. If you don't think you're going to be able to get in the draft, but if you think, Hey, we can do some maneuvering here in the, in the draft and maybe land a guy, then I think that, you know, you, you obviously can play with that a little bit more when you're talking about some of the depth pieces that this team is going to need to add throughout mm -hmm. the off season. Obviously you can prioritize those a little bit more through free agency uh, as opposed to the draft. And, and, and cause you're, they're cheaper that way. You've already got a guy with some experience. Maybe he knows the system that you're running a little bit. Um, you know, it, it, it can work out that way. I think of like, when you're talking cornerback, I think of, how big a Steven Nelson would have been for this team this year. You know yeah. what I mean? That, that type of, of cornerback too, who, yeah, they're never going to be your number one corner, but, but I mean, uh, Joey Porter jr. And 
uh, Steven Nelson, to me, would look very similar to Derek Stingley Jr. and Steven Nelson in Houston. And that was a pretty decent group of guys yeah. um, that, that played pretty well together this year. And um, so I just think that, you know, maybe in free agency, you can find kind of that mid-tier cornerback too to to settle down that opposite side Yeah. Um, while you work in a Corey Trice, while you uh, maybe work in a draft pick. And I think that the Steelers, for some of these, like you've mentioned here, um, you've got to hit it in both free agency and the draft in order to really make sure that you find a guy. So um, let's talk a little totally. bit about the middle linebackers here. Maddie Afton for it <laughs> asks, are there any interesting draft candidates at inside linebacker coming up? Anybody that has kind of stood out to you so far, uh, just maybe one or two guys, Maddie, I, um, obviously you could go with Jeremiah Trotter from Clemson. So for me, um, I'm on, I'm not on him, right? Like it's the thing we say sure, here, like when sure. I'm like, I'm on someone, like I'm on a horse, like to run on like the Kentucky Derby, whatever. I'm not right. that on Jeremiah Trotter Jr. Now I know that people like, oh, his dad played, he's super fast. He's super good. Like all this sort of thing. We had the same thing out of Trenton Simpson last yeah. year and the Ravens got him quick guy, athletic. I think Trotter's a better prospect than, than Trenton Simpson. I'm, I quite like Junior Colson out of Michigan. Yes. I'm also like, as a Longhorns fan, I can't put it past um, Jay Ford. He's actually bigger in size than what he looks on tape. I wonder about him. I was saying this to Shannon White from, from your, your network the other day that like, I wonder about him in a 3-4 versus a 4-3. But what we need out of that linebacker when we've got guys that can go and run stuff, he's probably all right. Um, so they're kind of like, probably if you ask me two names off, off the top of my head, they're kind of, I'm interested in seeing Eichenberg through the draft process as well, assuming he declares. Yep. Um, so there are a couple of different guys there, but yeah, I think Colson with Michigan, you know, the amount of, you know, uh, amount of play that he's had, the production he's had, you're not going to go past that. Jay Ford's an impact player. They're the sorts of guys we need to bring in the defense guys that can make big plays. So yeah, they're two guys that uh, by me should like right now, those guys are kind of like like Jay, yeah. Jay Ford's in there at like a back end of the second. He'll probably move up the best part of a round. Colson's in there on some of the boards in the fourth round. He's probably an early um, third round, late day two pick. So yeah. we'll see how that kind of goes. But yeah, they're the two guys that I'm watching through the process. Yeah, the, um, it's kind of unfortunate for the Steelers because they do have a need there at inside linebacker. But this isn't one of those drafts where there's like a, a Devin White I mean, Devin Bush, when you, when you look at the, you know, obviously now it's like, well, that didn't work out. But when you look at the, you know, the type of player that he looked like in at Michigan and, and the, the yeah. uh, evaluation that you would have done on him in the pre-draft process, you know, he obviously worthy of a first round selection from that perspective, just didn't work out. He wasn't, he wasn't built for the NFL. Um, but uh, there's not really any of those, those guys this year at, at inside linebacker. I don't think so. It is a little tougher. Um, at, at least if you're Pittsburgh, you know, you've got a couple guys, uh, maybe three guys yeah. that worked pretty well together when they were healthy this season. And, um, you know, Cole Holcomb now, that's a couple significant injuries in his career that have knocked yeah. him out for large portions of time. So that is obviously a consideration here. Um, but, you know, it's it's a tough spot for Pittsburgh. Um, that You know, maybe something – opens up in in trade or or something along those lines that's what i was gonna say i feel like trade could be an avenue for i i I definitely feel like trade could be an avenue at the linebacker spot um but again with when there's few and far between when it comes to guys in the draft it it's kind of hard because the other teams got it it's like we went through this 
two or three years ago in the NFL where there wasn't many good left tackles in the draft. And then it made the left tackles in free agency get these massive contracts because people couldn't get younger and better at the position. So yeah. that's the kind of thing to watch. Like I think inside linebacker is definitely one that we'll see. There's also the whole piece where some guys that play more on the edge in college and then convert more interior, like, but then you're taking punts. And I think the Steelers need to yeah. just really lock down on a guy anywhere between rounds two and four and be like, we're happy to develop you. And that's the thing. They could look at a guy in the third or fourth round and go, hey, we've got two guys that can start day one. That's cool. You can sit there and learn the defense. We like the traits. We like the athleticism. You can be the guy, but you don't have to be the guy week one. Right. Right. I love that that process as well. And, you know, the tried and true method for the Steelers was we don't play rookies. <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of been the thing. But I mean, rookies come in and they're they're more ready than ever. It, yeah. it seems like at certain positions, especially. And, you know, I, I think the Steelers, uh, you know, for example, were too slow to insert Joey Porter Jr. into the starting lineup this year, yep. probably because he was a rookie. And and they're like, well, that's that's not what we do. You know, Broderick Jones as well. Uh, you know, that was kind of one of those yep. things where those guys were probably your better options at, at left tackle and, and cornerback. They probably should have been playing at, to start the year, but because they were rookies, they wanted to bring them along slowly. And, I mean, sometimes it works. Jordan Love. Sometimes it doesn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that is <laughs> totally. one of those things where you gotta, you gotta balance it out and weigh it out. But uh, it is, it is quite an, an interesting deal for the Steelers this, this year. What we're going to do here is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to keep talking more Steelers cool. off season. What's ahead. Bring on your questions for myself and Maddie. We'll answer those here. Obviously, if you're listening live, we're not going anywhere, but if you're listening on audio, we'll be right back after a short break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at chumbacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And welcome back into the Steelers Sunday night Q&A. Jeremy Betts, Maddie, Maddie Peverell here with you today. Um, and I just, uh, I'm excited that you were able to join the show Maddie, you've Cheers. always got great insights, so I appreciate you coming on, especially last minute. I dropped the ball significantly this week and did not have anybody lined up, so I just threw it out in the group chat, and Maddie was kind enough to hop on, so we always appreciate you you filling in here. And um, and obviously, he's got great stuff as well. We'll give him a chance to talk about that um, at, after the show closes. But, hey, let's talk about um, the offensive coordinator situation here, Maddie. I think that you know a lot of fans – have their guy um, of the available candidates. Right. Um, and there's going to be a lot of fans that are going to be disappointed if they've pegged one guy and yeah. that guy doesn't end up being there. Do you have a, a general philosophy of offense that you're wanting to see come into town or do you have a guy? I mean, that you could go with that route as well. Tell me what you think. So, and thanks Dave for the nice words in the comments. I'm actually taking the Dave Schofield draft approach and not falling in love with an offensive coordinator that the Steelers aren't going to get, right? Um, I'm kind of really open to it, to be honest. My biggest thing, and I said it like when I was with BTSC and then when you guys moved across the Steel Curtain Network, and I've never, I've never, I've never moved away from it. How are you able to score 30 points per game? And you need to be able to score 30 points per game in half the games you play. If you don't, you are not going to win in the AFC. And we are seeing that right now. Bills and Chiefs are going on right now. Like, you've got to be able to put up points. So I personally don't – it's not that I don't care. I do obviously care. But I'm like, figure it out. Run the foot – like – don't like I want an offensive coordinator that realizes that running out of on, on third down, running out of shotgun is not really going to do a lot for you. I want an offensive coordinator that doesn't throw when it's third and seven, throw for two yards or behind the line of scrimmage to try and then get seven yards of someone blocking well when our wide receivers don't even block, right? I want you yeah. to throw for nine, eleven. Like Snoop Dogg basically said this the other day, Rich Eisen. Yeah, and I'm seeing like Snoop, Snoop's high and he can figure this out. Yeah. he's totally yeah. right. So I want to see that. I want to see deep balls, but not deep balls when the other team, it's obvious. So it's an interception, right? So I, I'm really open to it, but I also want an offensive coordinator that realizes the value with tight ends because particularly yeah. the year we're going into when you've still got Najee Harris on the roster, you've still got Jalen Warren on the roster. You've got some wide receivers that can be threats. If you can get those tight ends on the field, whether it's always this catch 22 they're either going to block or they're going to catch a pass that diversity with two two tight end sets even if you get three tight ends there when you're talking about Connor Haywood in that fullback tight end role I want to see that and like the only other thing I'll say on it is is this picture that's haunted me since the start of the season where Darnell Washington's there at six foot seven and like 280 290 pounds standing next to Calvin Austin at like five foot seven 170 pounds 
What you can do with those two types of weapons athletically, and we don't use either of them properly, yeah. right? Yeah. So I just want to see someone that's creative that wants to score some points, like put some freaking points on the board. Absolutely. You, you know what my biggest wish is, Maddie, And it kind of falls in line with that. It's I want an offensive coordinator who recognizes the talent on the team and puts yes. them in the best position to utilize their talents for success where you've got, you've got two different types of running back in your backfield and you're not asking them to do the wrong things <laughs> where you've got a wide receiver one, just absolutely waiting to break out and be the best wide receiver on the planet and George Pickens. And he's just another guy in your offense. That, that is unacceptable. That alone I've said it all season. That alone was a fireable offense for Matt Canada. I don't care if they're scoring 30 points a game, throwing to Deontay Johnson a hundred times a game. You're you're throwing it to the wrong guy a hundred times a game. hundred percent of fireable offense in my opinion. So somebody who recognizes the talent that they have on the roster and builds their offense to maximize those talents. Pat Fryermuth cannot be a forgotten man in 2024. Just kind of to your point on the tight ends. Um, George Pickens, he he's not the he's not the complimentary wide receiver to a number one. He is the number one, and you ha- find other guys to be your complimentary receivers, and that's why I think Deontay Johnson, a lot like you said, could be moved this offseason. Yeah, could be a, a guy on a short leash. I say he's I mean he's got another year left on his contract, so maybe they just let it play out and then uh, you know sayonara. But we'll see. Um, I I just don't think that that's the kind of guy that they would end up valuing so that's to me my biggest wish list i don't care if it's clint kubiak i don't care if it's frank reich i don't care if it's frank smith i actually don't want i actually don't want frank reich i will say that i don't want frank reich right like that's the only opinion i've got one guy i don't want and i'm questioning about someone said in the comments about cliff k i'm also like also concerned about him but i actually don't want frank yeah, that's one person I will just say I don't want Frank Wright. But. Congratulations, Steelers fans. The new offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers is going to be Frank Wright. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> uh, Probably. Goes Probably. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that that previous play calling experience right there. It's gonna it's gonna be the one that bites you. <laughs> uh, yeah, all that all that all that quarterback whisperer stuff didn't really work. <laughs> no, it did not. Yeah. It did not. Um, yeah, it kind of helped when your head coach was actually the quarterback whisperer. Doug Peterson, <laughs> yeah. Philadelphia. So, yeah. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll see about that too. So, uh, you know, th- that's just kind of how I approach this. Is you know, there's I don't necessarily care about the name as long as it's a guy who actually comes in and gives the Steelers offense a chance to work through its best players and puts those guys in position to succeed. Now that we've talked about offensive coordinator, we've got a couple questions here about the quarterback, and I think that they're appropriate because. Those two kind of when you're talking offense and, and the biggest storylines of the offseason, those two go hand in hand here. Yeah. Afton Fora with another awesome question. What who what is your ideal quarterback fix? And there's so many different ways you can do it. Um, Maddie, let me go ahead and go first here. And I'm gonna say something that's ex- gonna be extremely controversial to Steelers fans, okay? Um, because I think that unless you go out and get Kirk Cousins, then you might as well just bring Rudolph back. And let your new offensive coordinator try one more time with Kenny Pickett yeah. and or Mason Rudolph and let those two guys battle it out in camp and then draft your third quarterback or go out and sign a low-level free agent uh, quarterback to kind of be your QB3 and let Mitch walk. Because if you're not going to upgrade significantly 
in free agency, your second quarterback or to, to make him your first, um, then I don't see the, the point in going outside and getting somebody who hasn't been there. Uh, when Mason showed us enough of something to, to be, to have obviously his name uh, in the hat for 2024. But I think you spent the draft capital on Kenny Pickett and it's been two years. And I think we can all agree with one of the worst offensive coordinators in NFL history, maybe, Um, you know, definitely one of the worst in Steelers history. And so that's, that's a lot of, of, value that you put into a guy when you spend a first round pick on a quarterback um and so year three guys with a new offensive system um and you you said earlier you know this is kind of a a lame duck year at offensive coordinator maybe for the offense here um you know it it definitely could be that but what you want to see now are the signs of actual on-field production not just the intangible stuff that we've all said about kenny pickett that mike tomlin says about kenny pickett but I'm saying the the ideal situation might just be to roll with Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph and let those two guys battle it out this this training camp. And if Mason's clearly better than Kenny all offseason, let him be your starter. Um, and then, you know, maybe trade deadline or something crazy, you, you might be able to make a play then. But going into the season, I think that's your best play for what the where the Steelers sit in the draft and for the amount of money that they have in free agency, um, unless you're going to spend it all on Kirk Cousins, I just don't see a path um, outside of that. And maybe you see another path that I'm not seeing, but that's just kind of my thought process. What do you think? Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat, to be honest. I just like great minds think alike, right? (laughs) Um, One thing I would say, though, (laughs) is that like, I agree with you. Like, why would you waste all that money on Kirk Cousins? Like, it's not like... Is Kirk Cousins the one piece this team's missing to be in the Super Bowl? No. <laughs> like, yeah. we just spent, like, we spent a while talking about, like, linebacker. You and I off-air talked about strong safety for, like, five minutes, yep. right, before we went on. So there's a number of spots. So I don't know why you go do that. I don't know why you get Russ Wilson. I don't know why you get any of those guys. But what I would right. say is I do think they need to draft someone late, but I don't think want to see some, them draft someone late that's like necessarily super athletic. Like my, my eyes are on a guy like Sam Hartman, Wake Forest, Notre Dame, who's yeah. throwing a bunch of, who's a bit more like a Brock Purdy, a bit more like the, yeah. some of the guys we've seen in recent years, like Aiden O'Connell, where he's throwing for a heap of yards, played in a very particular offense, but very experienced and older. You bring a guy like that into the room with Rudolph and Pickett. He's not someone that's expecting to start, but he can sit yeah. there. He can learn that often offense. He can be a serviceable too. He's a cheap two, and that should be their strategy. Can they get someone fairly later in the mid-rounds that can be a cheap number two? Because the less money you spend on quarterback over the next few years, which is why you have to try with Kenny, the better overall the team's going to be. And, like, they did invest a lot in Kenny. He can still work out to be something. Kenny's got to have the right things around him, and he's never been given the right things around him. So let's, let's give him that shot, right? Yeah, exactly. I agree. Uh, you know, I think that there's there's weapons on this offense and, you know, there, there's just been lack of design. And I mean, poor quarterback play has played into the lack of success, to be fair. I mean, Matt Canada did have open receivers sometimes where the quarterback was missing it. <laughs> so you well, know, that's when you've got Mitch Trubisky back there, you yeah. know, like, oh, just... man. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, we can dive into evaluation and, and do we trust this coaching staff to evaluate their players and things like that. We could dive into that another time, but, but right now 
you know, it's just it's so hard to make wholesale changes at one position when you've got other needs as well. Yeah. And you're talking about and it's an excellent point. How many of these teams across the league you bring in an offensive coordinator and it's just like that you're immediately that much better and you're immediately contending. I mean, the Ravens and Todd Munkin, that's that's kind of the only thing I can think. Only team but I can but think Lamar Jackson, but it's not like Lamar Jackson hasn't been an MVP exactly. before. Exactly. With a Greg Roman offense where he just ran for a thousand yards and <laughs> and nobody could stop that. So he's just lobbing 35 touchdown passes to wide open guys. So you know it obviously, you know, the Steelers don't have anybody like that at quarterback on their roster. Um, no. and you take a guy with proven offensive success at a, a an NFL style system at Georgia, and you can kind of pick and translate that. But you know, the Steelers mm. probably aren't going that route for uh, obviously from the college ranks. They're they're probably going NFL experience by Tomlin's uh, standards and viewpoints here uh, for what he's looking for an offensive coordinator. So, you know, this is this is the chance now for for us to kind of take a step back and say, okay, what should our expectations be for this season when you're talking about a team that I mean, some may think they're a quarterback away, but it, if that's the case, are they a quarterback learning a brand new system away? <laughs> you know what I mean? There might be some more variables and factors in than just that. Can they be more competitive this year? Uh, you know, can they make it to the divisional round if, if they get better quarterback plan, better offensive play calling? Sure, they could. Mike Tomlin has a track record of putting together competitive teams every year they're just they just haven't been contending teams recently and that's what mm. we're looking for so um maddie just any final thoughts here before we head out about the direction are you confident in the steelers direction are, are you um are you feeling like that we're we're in a good spot as a fan base and, and this we just need to wait this out a little bit or do you have some angst tell us yeah like i mean it's funny. People got really negative on that he knocked out of the playoffs and got really negative on where they were finishing the season. Yeah, they lost some games that they should have won. Yes, they won some games that they should have lost. But yes. if you went into the season and said, Steel's going to win 10, like, 10 games and they're going to make the playoffs, most people would have been... Oh, there was a lot of people that were like, no, nah, that's not happening, right? They did it. With all those injuries, with a Matt Canner offense for most of the season, or at least a Matt Canner installed offense for the full season. Yeah, and Mitch Trubisky like just playing terribly, and a lot of the key pieces that have injured, right? So I look at it and I'm like, all right, next year it's ten to twelve wins, and how you write in, when it comes playoff time, and that means not starting, not getting. It's like what Pat Framer said: you can't get hot the last four weeks of the season. But equally, they got to manage snaps better. Like yeah. Mark and I were talking about this back when we were with you guys. Um, that where. At the 17-game schedule, how do the Steelers manage snaps? It's why I am so thrilled about Nick Herbig because Nick Herbig yeah. allows you to manage yeah. High Smith and Watts snaps, right? So my thing is, how do they go on with the plan with this season so that they peak at the right time? It's kind of like we've got the Olympics later this year. When you're at Olympics, right. obviously that's every four years versus every one year. But you time your run right. Like there's athletes that will scale up and scale down their training so that when the Olympics happens, they're on and ready to go. We know when right. the playoffs are happening. So time your run, like work it out. Yeah. But I don't think the other thing I was saying to Mark on the weekend when he and I, he and I were able to do a show on a different channel together, like the Steelers didn't lose a preseason game. History says when you don't lose a preseason game, 
you don't do well in the season. Like you don't do well. You don't make the Super Bowl, right? So I don't know what we're all surprised about. So maybe yeah. we experiment a bit more in the preseason. Maybe we try a bit more in the preseason. Maybe we give more to rookies in the preseason. And maybe we're like, I have to lose like a little bit like that. Because the one was week one, day one of the season, whether it's the 6th, 7th, 8th, or 9th of September this year, we're ready to go. And we're seeing something better than what we saw out of them in 2023. I'm cool yeah. with that. And I think everyone should be really pumped because the other thing that I that I think is the one narrative no one talks about is that even this year, depending on what they do and why I think Tomlin's excited, this is we've only had one year of Khan. It will take them two or three years to build a proper contending team. Yeah, they might make the AFC Championship game next year, but were they, were they ahead of where they probably yeah. thought they'd be? Yes. Like it will take them several drafts, several sets of free agency to get this team refreshed in the trenches, both offensively and defensively. It just takes yep. time. Yep, like, it does. Absolutely. You didn't make the playoffs in 2022. You made them in 2023. You took a step, right? And, yep. and you didn't get – it looked like it was going to be a blowout, but you didn't end up getting blown out. Uh, you know, at 30, 31-17, it was a one-score game uh, in deep in the fourth quarter. And, and so you're talking about a, a team that's taking steps – and that's that's what you need to be able to expect when when you've got so many changes front office and quarterback and and philosophy offensive coordinator. I mean, there's so many variables here, and we haven't even touched all the variables that go into making a successful organization run <laughs> every year. So, uh, Maddie, great stuff as always. Go ahead and and let the people know for those who, who don't well before we get there i'm so i'm sorry let me pop this up because we did have a yeah, super you gotta do the, the super chat, yeah. gotta put the super chat in here five bucks from apton thank you so much uh she says thanks for a great season looking forward to discussing free agency and draft candidates we will be doing all that and more here on the steel curtain network this offseason and maddie peverell is going to be doing that and more on his channels as well tell uh everybody where they can find you maddie and uh, also on social media yeah, so on Twitter is Aussie Steeler, which comes up on uh, StreamYard YouTube as well. Um, we have a YouTube channel, Steelers Touchdown Under. Um, so we'd love to see everyone there. I have Shannon on now once a week from this channel as well. He and I do a thing called a show called The Steelers Global Perspective. Um, we sometimes do those lives. I have Marky D from Steeler Nation Australia, who I used to do the, the shows with on Steel Curtain Network and behind the Steel Curtain when it was back that as well. Um, he's in the live chat now. He and I do a show from time to time when we can because he's got his channel too. But yeah, look, diversity of content, long shows, short shows, draft, free agency, the works. Um, but keen to, um, yeah, sort of have chats with my Steel Curtain Network alumni when I can. And it was great to be here today with you yeah. guys. And there's lots of familiar faces in the live chat that I see regularly now, but some I haven't seen since um, we, we went off to have a crack at our own thing. But um, yeah, it's Absolutely. just awesome content. And I'm listening into you guys whenever I can as well. So yeah, thanks for having me on. Great. Absolutely, man. Anytime you want to hop on, you just let me know and we'll do it. I will. I will. All right. Have you on as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Give me an invite. We'll we'll make it work. Um, All right. Thank you so much to everybody who who tuned in live. Uh, If you're listening to this on audio, uh, do be aware that we do this live uh, on YouTube and uh, X and Facebook. You can catch it on any of those platforms and you can uh, tune in tune in live to the live show and, and input your questions and comments. So be sure to check that out. Uh, but we appreciate our audio only listeners as well, who are faithful to the steel curtain network, go out and check, um, check out the, the touchdown under network and, and go take a look at that because it is great content. As always, we appreciate you, Maddie. Hope everybody has 
a fantastic week ahead. And we'll see you next time here on the Steelers Sunday Night Q&A. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.